Hey, this is Todd and Julie Mullen, senior pastors here at Christ Fellowship Church in South Florida. Whether you're across the street or across the world, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy week to join for this message. We hope that it encourages you and inspires you to get more out of life. Come on, it's gonna be an exciting time. I wanna welcome everyone joining us online and let's give a special shout out to our men and women in uniform serving around the world. We love you. I wanna welcome everyone at all of our campuses and of course right here at our Gardens uh, Church as well. So God's blessings be upon you. I grew up in Southern Ohio and we love the celebration of Thanksgiving. Um, as a boy, I especially loved it because of three words, family, food, and football. Come on. And, uh, and my grandfather, we had a little tradition. Uh, my grandfather would uh, come and every uh, Thanksgiving morning, early, we'd go out and we'd bird hunt. And then if we were fortunate enough to get some pheasant or whatever, we would have them as a part of our Thanksgiving meal and we would have just a great time together. All my uncles would come together and uh, we played a wicked game of croquet. Oh yeah. I, you know, I haven't played croquet since I was a boy at home at Thanksgiving, but we played croquet and, and then we always played touch football that turned into tackle football, you know, with, with, my, with my uncles and cousins and everyone involved. But I loved it, and it was a time to celebrate my birthday. Well, we as a nation have always set a time this side. If you go back to 1621, after a horrible, difficult year with our pilgrims, our pilgrims celebrated this first traditional Thanksgiving time together, giving honor to God for his hand and blessing upon them and helping them survive that first such a difficult winter where over half of them had passed away. But in the midst of that, they took time to thank the Lord. And then I love the fact that our founding father, George Washington, made a declaration in 1789 that we as a nation should proclaim a day of Thanksgiving. Look at this proclamation of, of General George Washington. He said, to recommend to the people of the United States a day of public thanksgiving and prayer to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts the many and signal favors of Almighty God. Praise God. And they tell us our founding fathers did not really have strong faith and our nation was not built upon the principles of God's word and his teaching and the sovereignty of God over our nation. Don't get me started on that, but I, <laughs> I love what he did. Do you also know that in, in 1863, right in the middle of the Civil War conflict, Abraham Lincoln stood up and made a declaration in 1863, called a ceasefire to the war, and said we need to observe a day of thanksgiving of God's goodness and blessing upon us as a people. Think about that. In the midst of the hardest time in our nation's history, in the midst of that civil war, he had the wisdom to say we need to stop and recognize that we are still under the sovereign hand of God. I am thankful for that. At the very heart of our nation, there's always been this awareness that God's favor and God's blessing has been upon us. That's why we are still the greatest nation in the world today because of God's hand and because of God's blessing. And let's thank the Lord for that, amen? So 
So at the heart of every Christian, there should be this overflowing spirit of thanksgiving. It comes from a heart of gratitude because we recognize what God has done, what he is doing, and what he will do in our lives as we walk faithfully before him. And, and I, I, I want us to never lose that. And, and James 1.17 has always kind of kept me in balance and understanding of any good thing in my life where it comes from. Look what it says in James 1.17. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. We as followers of Christ recognize that with Christ in us, the Spirit of God within us has brought everything good in us. I've heard people say, you know, well, you know, brother, I've, I've worked hard for what I've got, and you know, I, I deserve what I've got, and everything else. I said, well, yeah, that's good. I'm glad you worked hard. But who gave you the strength and ability to work hard? Who gave you the talent that you took and developed into something that was uh, uh, exceptional? Who's given you all these good things? Who's given you this strength? Oh my goodness, when I stop and think about all the goodness that God has poured into my life and the blessing, and to think that this young 16-year-old boy stumbled onto a youth camp in Lebanon, Ohio, and he's on this youth camp and he's looking around, and here comes this girl in this brown dress. And I mean, she was beautiful, and I was instantly attracted to her and stalked her. And <laughs> I stalked her back to her home church in Miamisburg, Ohio, just south of Dayton, Ohio. And there, and I was sitting in church just trying to hope she would go out with me to Woody's Market up there in, uh, right outside of, of that area and hang out with her. And then God, one day, she said to me, yes. I'll be your bride. What a blessing. My goodness gracious. 57 years ago, my precious wife. You're looking at a blessed man right here. I am blessed. Everywhere I turn around, I think how blessed I am. It all starts with my relationship with Christ who's forgiven me of my sins, brought me out of the darkness of that into the light of God. He's given me abundant life. He's not withheld any good thing from us. We have the greatest friends in the world. I'm a part of the greatest church in the world. It is amazing the great things that God has blessed out upon us, amen? I wanna live with a spirit of thanksgiving every day of my life because I believe that's what separates us from the rest of the world. Because the rest of the world, you think about it. Oh my goodness gracious. I, I actually got off social media. I was on for about a short period of time People say, oh, you need to be on social media and you need to do this. And I got there and I said, what? What's everybody talking about? Well, everything was so critical. Everybody, it was so negative. Everybody was finding fault and tearing down. I'm going, why do I want to be on that? No, 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 no. And I'm, so I, I just backed away from it, just for me. I said, I, you know, maybe I'm naive or something, but I want to go through life singing zippity-doo-dah, zippity-yay. My, oh, my, what a wonderful day. Plenty of sunshine heading my way. Come on, zippity doo dah, zippity yay. I, I don't want to be. Oh my goodness gracious! Why? I have Christ in my heart. I have I have a gift of eternal life. Man, don't you realize I was lost, and now I'm found. I was lame, but now I can walk. I was blind, but now I can see. 
You think about all of that in the spiritual context that we have in our relationship with Christ, and we should be overflowing with thanksgiving every day. Even in the midst of our trials, that's the secret. That's what separates us because of the power of Christ in us. And when you have the spirit of Christ in you, you cannot suppress the spirit of thanksgiving. And that's what I want us to realize in our lives. The spirit of thanksgiving, I believe, is essential in strengthening our relationship with our Heavenly Father. Let me give you three thoughts quickly. The spirit of thanksgiving ushers us into the presence of God. Think about that. It ushers us into the presence. Look what the psalmist writes in Psalm 100. Enter his gates with what? Thanksgiving. His courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his holy name. The psalmist continues to write, let us come before him with thanksgiving and exalt him with music and song. If you ever wondered, why do we come and sing so much? And why do we sing lively music? It's because we wanna come before the Lord with song, with praise, and with a spirit of thanksgiving on our hearts. That brings us into the presence of God. That's what a spirit of thanksgiving does. And you know what? It works in our personal lives as well. I think it's a great thing to start off every day with some praise and worship. Just, just thinking about the good things of God. And instead of jumping right to the news, maybe we turn on a little praise and worship music and we kind of set the tone for the day and how thankful we need to be in all things. And here's another thing I've noticed that the spirit of thanksgiving opens the gate of prayer. Now this is important. It opens the gate of prayer. Look what it says in Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything with prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Here we go. Present your request to God. And when you, you are able to enter into the presence of God through praise and worship and thanksgiving, the spirit of thanksgiving, the spirit of thanksgiving helps ushers us into the presence of God in a time of prayer. And when you sense the presence of God, it changes the environment of your life and your perception of everything you're struggling with. You remember I told you a story one time when I was hunting with my grandfather in Ohio and he loved to take these, these hound dogs out and chase raccoons up trees. I don't know what it was, but he, just, he loved to do that. And so grandpa loved to do it, so I loved to do it. And one night, he, he, we're out in this strange woods and, and it's, it's very dark night and uh, the dog's tree way off in the distance and he said, told me, he always called me, he told me, he said, Tommy, you wait right here and I'm gonna go get the dogs and be right back. I said, no, Grandpa, I want to go with you. He said, no, you'll slow me down. I've got to get him, and we've got to come all the way back this way, go back to the truck. He says, wait right here. I think it'll be okay. So, you know, I'd never been afraid in the woods before. I'd always been a Grandpa. Now Grandpa leaves me and takes the only light we have with him. And all I got to say is that light got dimmer. I started hearing things I'd never heard before in the woods. And... Uh, I started seeing shadows I'd never witnessed before in the woods, and all of a sudden, I get fearful, and I back myself up against a tree, I find a stick for a club, and I'm ready to fight off whatever's gonna attack me in that Ohio woods that night. And I'm standing there, fearful. But then I heard the dog stop barking, and suddenly I saw a glimmer of light, a flicker of light in the distance, 
And what I noticed, the brighter that light got, the less fear I had. And finally, when I saw the light clearly, I dropped the stick and I wasn't fearful anymore. You know why? Because grandpa was coming. And nothing, nothing in that woods could mess with grandpa. He was six foot four and a rugged man. I don't know if we got bear in Southern Ohio, but if a bear had been in that woods, grandpa, like Davy Crockett, Daniel Boone would have rustled that bear. So I wasn't fearful because my grandfather was there. He was gonna take care of me. See, that's what we've got to understand. With the spirit of thanksgiving, it helps us recognize the presence of God because it draws us into that presence in our praise and worship. It draws us into that presence in our time of prayer. And we recognize that if God be for me, who can really be against me? And here's what else I know about the spirit of thanksgiving is a fuel that powers the Christian life, especially when the pathway is steep and the trail is rough. The Apostle Paul discovered this. If you know the Apostle Paul who wrote 13 of our New Testament books, he wrote most of them from prison where he had been in prison for his faith. Paul had been beaten and left for dead. He had been stoned and left for dead. He'd been shipwrecked multiple times and living and surviving out in the open sea. He had been imprisoned and beaten multiple times for his faith. Paul knew what it was to suffer. Paul knew what it was to suffer rejection. He knew what it was to have grief and sorrow. But in the midst of all of it, he would muster up this spirit of thanksgiving in the midst of the darkest times in his lives. If you remember in Acts chapter 16, Paul had been beaten and imprisoned because he cast a demon out of a fortune-telling girl. Remember that story? And they threw him in Philippi into prison, beat him and threw him into prison and put him in stocks in there, chained him inside the prison cell. He's there with Silas. And so he, he says to him about the darkest hour of the night, he said, hey, let's sing. Let's sing some praise and worship songs. Let's sing unto the Lord. And he started letting his spirit of thanksgiving be manifested in song and celebration. And suddenly, a miracle happened. The power of God appeared, broke the chains off of his hands, flew the prison doors open, and he came out. And, and, the, and the jailer woke up. He thought everybody had escaped and was about to kill himself because under Roman rule, if a prisoner escaped, you had to give your life for their life. And Paul said, no, stop, stop. No, 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 we're all here. We're all here. How, how did that all happen? Paul understood there's something that happens if when we bring a perspective to get ourselves back in this place of thanksgiving in our spirit. So here's what I want us to focus on. I wanna give you three coaching tips today how to strengthen your spirit of thanksgiving. You ready? Here we go. Number one. Keep your spiritual eyes wide open. Keep them wide open. Don't let them go dim when you're, especially in times of crisis, because here's the key. We are, listen to me, we're spiritual beings having a physical experience here on earth. But we were created by God and for God for eternity. Now think about that. You were created for eternity. There is an eternal soul and spirit within you and within me. 
And when we keep that perspective, it helps us to cope and deal with the things we have to put up with in this life. Jesus said, you will have trouble in this world, but take heart, I've overcome the world. So what it tells me is that if, if I've got Jesus on my side, he's gonna walk with me through whatever trial I'm in, whatever challenge I'm facing, whatever situation I find myself in, I have a confidence to know he will give me the strength I need to press through that. I, I love a scripture found in Corinthians where it says this, there's no test or temptation ever taken you that's not common to others. And know this, you'll never be tested beyond what you can bear. And if a test comes too hard, if the trial becomes too hard, I will make a way out for you, says the Lord. Now, I don't know about you, but that gives me a lot of strength. It gives me a lot of comfort to know God's never gonna push me beyond what? And, and, and I also love this verse of scripture found in Romans 8, 28. For he says this, I know that all things are working together, all things, all things. We know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Now, it doesn't say all things that happen to us are good, no. But it does say in the end, because God is with us, he will turn even the bad things in our lives, he will turn them to a good result and a purpose. We can't always see it on the front side of the struggle. But that's what the promise we have in the precious word of God. I know this, it's important who you hang with in your times, especially in your times of crisis in your life. You wanna hang with people of strong faith that have a spiritual perspective. One of the great stories I love in the um, Old Testament is the story of the old prophet Elisha. He reigned in the northern regions of Israel and Syria to the north would try to raid into Israel all the time. And every time the king of Syria would have a master plan, the Lord would reveal it to Elisha and Elisha was sent it to the Israeli armies and they would lay an ambush for the Syrians. Now the Syrians were much more equipped than us, they had larger armies than us, but we would defeat them because we knew their battle plans. The king says, what's going on? Why, why, why can't we ever defeat these, these Israelites? Well, they've got an old prophet down there, they told him. They, he knows everything going on, even in your bedroom, the old prophet does. The king goes, what? Well, where is this old prophet? And they told him, he's down in Dotham. That sounds like a Batman movie, doesn't he, Dotham? And he's down in Dotham, and he said, go down there, we're gonna, we're gonna capture him. So they sent an army down, surrounded the city of Dotham, and uh, that morning, uh, Elisha's servant gets up to open the window. He opens the window, he looks out, and he sees this army of Syria all around him, and he panics because they know they've come to get the old prophet, and they're gonna imprison him as well. He goes, wake up the old man of God, and he says, man of God, man of God, we're surrounded by a vast army of Syrians. He gets up, the old man of God looks out, he puts a little smile on his face. He says, come here, son, stand by me. And then he prays this prayer. I love this prayer. Look what he prays. And Elisha prayed, open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and saw the hills were full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. 
Greater are those with us, son, than are against us. See, that's something I love. I want to be around people of faith in my times, hard times, because I want them to keep reminding me, keep your spiritual eyes wide open, Tom. There is, listen, there's more with us than are against us. And if God be for you, who can really stand against you? You are going to make it through this thing, you know? You need that. I need that. We all need that. That's why it's critical that you're hanging with the right people and seeing the right things. I had an opportunity to um, do a little Zoom call with Chris Norton. Chris Norton is one of the young men in our church. In 2010, he was playing football, had a spinal cord injury, and they told him he would never have any movement below his neck. He battled through that, and his goal was to take seven steps so he could walk his wife down the aisleway of their wedding. I want you to hear a little bit of Chris's story. Let's, let's look at this. Hey, we're honored today to have Chris Norton with us, uh, join us for the weekend services. Chris, uh, we love you, buddy. And uh, your story has become a source of inspiration to literally millions of people uh, around the world through your uh, uh, movie and your book and, and everyone getting hold of this, that seven yard story. So it's great to have you with us today. Hey, thanks coach. Uh, it's an honor to be here and I appreciate being part of this family. You know, uh, it was back in 2010, I believe it was, when you had this spinal cord injury uh, in, in a football uh, game and uh, left you paralyzed from the neck down. And uh, I was told you only had a 3% chance to ever have any movement below, below your neck. And, uh, and yet you battled back. Why don't you quickly give us a, a summation of that? Yeah, it was an unbelievable day. I was able to walk my bride. Emily, uh, seven yards down the aisle of her wedding. Uh, it was a moment of triumph because there's been plenty of times where, like, what's, what's happening, God? Like, what do you have in store for me? And I had to trust in that plan and that process. That's wonderful. You know, uh, we're, we're teaching today on having a spirit of thanksgiving that flows out of a heart of gratitude. Uh, mm -hmm. How did you keep yourself in that position how did you guard against bitterness coming in and all the, the doubts and the questions when you were in this struggle uh, in your faith? Can you give us a little insight to that? Well, there was plenty of doubts and struggles, and I don't want to brush over those dark nights because uh, you're human, right? That's going to happen to anybody. But what I found to work myself out of that, it first started with eliminating comparison. Like anytime I caught myself comparing my life now to compare uh, where I was before, how strong I was, how fast I could run, it just robbed me of joy of any sort of gratitude. And that goes for anybody when you start comparing yourself to other people. And then the next thing that I was really important to me was to keep asking myself, well, what can I do? Who did you have with you, Chris, during those critical seven years that really could speak faith into you and help you to keep a spiritual perspective the best you could through this uh, time? It was definitely my family. My parents would be at my bedside when uh, I'm crying. I'm thinking about what, what's going to happen with my life. And they would read me scripture. Uh, you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. It was scary and so much uncertainty. But again, that's faith, right? You can't. Um, 
trust in what you can see right before you, but trust in the plan that God has for you and, and do your part and do all that you can do. And that's what I focus on is, well, what, what can I do? And I'm going to get to work. I'm going to trust God that he's got a plan for me. And, and there's no way I could have predicted this life for me, but um, thankful to God, right? God had a bigger plan for me than the plan I had for myself. That, that's amazing, Chris. You know, so if you had a word you would give to people today that are struggling to maintain a spirit of gratitude because of the struggles in their lives, what would be the one thing you would want to encourage them to do today? Stop comparing. Focus on what you can do and what you can contribute. Um, comparison is just, it, it robs you of any joy, any happiness. So I don't focus on the superficial things like strength. And it, it took me losing my strength to realize that. Wow. I love you, buddy. Thank you so much, Chris, for you sharing with us today. And uh, I know this is going to be a source of encouragement to others. Let's give it up for Chris. You know, he's written, a, he's written a book about his life. There's a movie. I believe the movie is on Netflix. I'm not sure. Uh, and Chris goes out and speaks across the country now, sharing his testimony of hope and life coming out of the horrible struggles that he has come out of and still struggling with. He's still battling all these physical limitations that he has, but he's, he's taken a whole new perspective on it and seeing that God has entered his story. Here's what I want you to know. Even in the most painful times of your life, God is still a part of your story. There's a story that's being written and, and you haven't seen the final chapter yet. So you hold on, you keep trusting God, you keep believing. And Chris gives us that encouragement that even in the times when it feels like I have nothing to thank God for, but I'm going to choose in my inner man to be thankful, to honor God and to praise God because I know it draws me into his presence. And when I'm in his presence, things change, things change and it gives me an opportunity to witness like never before, especially to those that do not have the inner source of strength that we have in our times of crisis, which is our faith. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Spirit of God that dwells in us. It manifests itself as a spirit of thanksgiving. So Chris, Chris led us into two more things. I'm gonna do them real quick, here we go. He talked about how his parents would read the scriptures over him. The word of God is so critical in our lives to help us keep a spiritual perspective. And, and so here's my statement, live in the word, especially in your times of crisis, live in the word. I know that any time that Don and I have found ourselves in times of struggle or we're trying to help people walk through a valley of great struggle, we turn to the word for encouragement and for strength and for comfort. For in the word, we're reminded of who we are in Christ, that we're his chosen children. We're reminded that there's a divine purpose for every one of our lives when we go in the word. And here's what the word says, he who began a good work in you will carry it through to completion. In other words, God's gonna finish the work. God's writing the final chapter. So, so don't, in the times of struggle, and some of those struggling chapters, don't you dare give up. Remember when Paul was on the ship and, and they said, oh, the whole ship's gonna be destroyed. And we're all gonna lose our lives at sea. 
And Paul stood up among us and said, no, 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 no. God has me on a mission. I've got to get to Rome. And therefore, you're all going to be saved because I'm on the ship with you. Well, hallelujah. It does matter who you travel with. You know, I, I like traveling with guys like Paul. They're on a divine mission. That's going to help you get there too. But Paul had that confidence because he was manifesting when all the rest were crying out in fear, he cried out with a spirit of thanksgiving. And the word of God reminds us of that. The word of God reminds us of the promises of God. There are promises that we can hold on to in the word of God. One of the promises I love best is that the word of says, the Lord said to Israel and the Lord said to us in the New Testament, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. Boy, I love that. The Lord is near, draw near to God. He will draw near to you and he will lift you up. He is close to the brokenhearted. The Lord is there, recognize that. You know, the word of God also, uh, the Bible calls the word of God a sword of the spirit. Um, and what I love about the sword is it cuts through the darkness and deception and the lies of the enemy that try to come against us when we allow ourselves to be in the word. Find some of the scriptures that really encourage you and post them, post, the old kind of post them. You remember there used to be a thing called a post-it? It had sticky stuff on one side and you write on it and you post it somewhere. You know, you know do you, some of you don't even know about, all you do now post it is get your phone out. And, I still don't know how you all do that with your thumbs. I, I, I can't figure it out, but anyways. <laughs> look at it. And you know what I do? I like to speak the word out loud. I, I, like, to, I like my own ears to hear the word. Not, not just read it, but I like to read it out loud. I like to quote it out loud. I want to remind myself of who I am, who God is. We're on this journey. We're going to make it through the help of the Lord and the grace of God. And therefore, I'm going to keep a spirit of thanksgiving about me in the midst of this because I know that helps me to walk in the presence of God. And if God be for us, who can be against us? Amen? Amen. We, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. So I love it. And finally, here's my, here's my, last, my last point. Partner in prayer. You, you need to partner up. You need to have prayer partners. It's important that we have prayer partners. Listen, you need prayer partners in the good times and you need prayer partners, especially in the difficult, challenging times. But you gotta be intentional to build prayer partners. But here's, here, here's what this says in scripture. I'm gonna read the full scripture here again out of uh, Philippians 4, look at this. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, here we go, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Now look here. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Wow. Drop the mic, that's it. I mean, think about it. So here, think about it. Prayer is the pathway to peace. Something we're all longing for, prayer is that pathway. And what opens the gate of prayer? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving opens the gates of prayer. And when we pray together, we are simply stronger together. All right, there's, that's my introduction. <laughs> now for the message. Are you ready? Here's your Thanksgiving message. 
I believe we have a mandate from God as followers of Jesus Christ to carry the spirit of thanksgiving with us every single day of our lives. When we carry that spirit of gratitude and thanksgiving, it affects our attitude, it changes our countenance, it helps us in all of our interactions and reactions, our relationships in every dimension of our life. And in this world that's struggling so much, when we are there with the spirit of thanksgiving, there's something different about us. And remember what Jesus said. Pastor Todd's been preaching so wonderfully on this series, Made for Mondays. Get out there and really be a witness. And I love this verse of scripture in Matthew 5, 16. I, I translate in the coach's translation. I'm doing that verse by verse. I'm doing it for men so they can get it. The women understand the deep things of God. We men see spot run. So, you know, we men need some help. Hello. But we be strong. We, we, we protect you. Good. We hunt. Anyway, here we go. So, Matthew 5, 16. Live a life that shines so bright, is the words of Jesus to us, his disciples. Live a life that shines so bright that people are drawn to you so you can lead them to me. A spirit of thanksgiving will cause you to shine brighter than you've ever been able to shine before. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, I, I thank you that you have blessed us with so many heavenly blessings. We are overwhelmed with the hearts of gratitude and we recognize that every good thing in our life has come ultimately through your blessing, through your grace, through your goodness upon us. And we recognize that today and we give you honor and glory and praise. And may we continue to celebrate every day a spirit of thanksgiving in our lives as we review what you've done for us, as we give you honor and glory for what you've done, as we share the story of your impact in our lives with others, and as we reach out to love people at their point of need. Father, help us to walk every day with a spirit of thanksgiving and gratitude and a smile upon our face for the goodness of God, even in the hard times. May we muster up the strength to be thankful and allow that spirit to be expressed in us and through us. I pray God for your blessing on everyone here today. And as we're continuing the attitude of prayer, if there's anyone here at our campuses, here at Gardens or at the other campuses or online with us today that's never fully surrendered their life to you, Lord Jesus, I pray that today they would say, I wanna have this spirit of thanksgiving in me I wanna have the spirit of Christ in me. Your word teaches us, Father, that if we believe in our heart and we make that confession with our mouth, that Jesus comes in and does a work from the inside out in transforming us when we surrender our lives fully to him. I wanna give you an opportunity today, wherever you are, to make that decision to fully surrender your life to him. We're gonna pray a prayer 
of surrender right now. And I want all of you to join, but you who are praying this prayer for your life, maybe for the first time, I want you to pray just a little bit louder than those around you. Pray this prayer with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you. Come in and fill me with your spirit. Forgive me of all my past and my sins. And from this day forward, I commit to live for you. Fill me with your joy. Fill me with your peace. Fill me with your love. And may I live a life of thanksgiving every day in honor to you. I seal this commitment in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I love you. God's blessings be upon you. Thank you again for spending time with us today. If you're looking to take a step in discovering the more that God has in store for you, just text the word podcast to the number 441-441 and select the option that applies to you. And if you enjoyed this message, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. A special thanks to those of you who generously give to all that God is calling us to do together. It's because of you that everything that we do is possible. We'll see you right back here for next week's message.